Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, Knowing Jesus is the title of this series. And as I've said multiple times, this is a lifetime story. It's something that we should be doing our whole life, growing more and more deeply with Jesus. When we read the gospel stories in particular of the life of Jesus, the things he said, the things he's done, we need to read them by looking into both the human side of Jesus as well as the divine side of Jesus. And as we begin to understand different aspects of it, what we begin to do is grow in a deeper relationship with the Lord. And Knowing Jesus is such an apt series for uh, the daily devotionals because our daily devotionals are about our prayer life, our spiritual life. The daily devotionals are not about are not about just learning knowledge alone, but about our relationship with God. And so it becomes fundamentally important. One of the things about reading the scriptures over and 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 over again is that we continue to see this book which speaks. It's not a silent book. It's a book that speaks. It's not, a, it's not a book that just can only be understood in one way, but because it's inspired by the Holy Spirit, because it's living, living, and it's living within the context of the Christian community, which is alive, and that God still speaks to today, this book continues to speak to us in new ways. And so many people have said to me just even over the last few days, I get so much out of reading the scriptures and out of the daily devotionals. Um, it's the first time I've ever seen it. Well, if I could beg to differ just a little bit, it's not that you've never heard the stories before, but it's that you're in a new place. And, and you'll hear them again if you begin to read the scriptures regularly. You'll read them again in six months time, in 12 months time, in five years time. And the Lord will speak to you through these living stories about Jesus who lived then, but who still lives now. That's why if you stick with me for a while, you'll notice I come back to some of the same scriptures. And the reason I do is because those scriptures are speaking to me in my prayer. Those true scriptures are speaking to me where I am. And that's what we're meant to all do is come and listen again and again and again. And if we allow this book to become alive in us, if we allow the word of God that speaks into our conscience, into the teaching of the church, if we allow that to become alive in us, we will, be, we will forever be seeing a deeper and deeper knowledge of God. Well, let's have a look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 9, and it says this. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he got up and he followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I've come to call not the righteous, but sinners. I love this passage of scripture because I find myself in this passage of scripture. Here is Matthew. Matthew is a tax collector. Tax collectors in the time of Jesus were people appointed by the Roman soldiers. The Romans had conquered when they conquered a people. They appointed tax collectors from among the, among the people who collected tax for, for Caesar, and, but also often creamed off the top 
extra for themselves. And so whilst the people were heavily taxed, often the tax collectors were doing it pretty easy. And so they were despised because they were taking advantage of the position that they had. So here's Matthew, a despised person that Jesus calls. Here's Matthew, someone who was, who was seen to be, like when we hear the Jewish people, the Pharisees come along, they say, you're with tax collectors and sinners. They were in the same group. And to be honest with you, uh, when I read about tax collectors and sinners, I can't help but think of myself. Because I know that there are so many areas of my own life where I'm still trying to grow in my relationship with God and being the person that God calls me to be. And here are they, uh, and Jesus has called them. And then he goes to their homes. Uh, He goes to their homes and he gets meals with them. And he's surrounded by these people who aren't behaving in the way that they should behave. And, and, and Jesus says, well, I've, says to them when they question, why do you go to their house? Why don't you just go to the so-called good people's homes? Why don't you just go to those who've got it all together? Why don't you just go to those who are not sinning? And Jesus says, says to them almost incredulously, you feel, no, 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 I came for the sinner. That's why I came. I came for the person who's not doing it right. That's why I came. I came for the one who is far from me. And the thing that I, there are so many things that we can learn from Jesus about this in this, in this passage is that Jesus was very deliberate about his purpose. Jesus knew exactly why he had come. So today, if you feel far from Jesus for some reason, know that Jesus has come for you. If you today feel that you're behaving and acting in ways with attitude and actions that aren't who you're meant to be, if you would regard yourself as a sinner, Jesus came for you. If you are someone who's a tax collector doing the wrong thing, but also rejected by people and alone because of your circumstance, know that Jesus came for you. I mean, that's the determination of God our Father and the action of Jesus in our life. Jesus came for you. Now allow that to sit in your spirit. Allow that to sit in your heart. And you'll be surprised how that touches you. And it causes you to grow and pray more deeply and trust in God. Loving Father, we thank you today that you do love us so abundantly. Thank you that you're here. Allow us on this day, in this next 24 hours, to encounter you more deeply and to know that you are loving, your love for us is abounding. Nothing can stop it. And Father, we make this prayer in Jesus' name, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget wherever you are, God is never far from you.